Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Chirpy the parakeet never saw it coming. His owner decided it was time to clean his cage and decided to use a vacuum cleaner to do it. She took the nozzle off and stuck the end into the cage and the phone rang. So she went to see who was on the phone and when she came back, Chirpy wasn't there. She opened the canister and sure enough, there was Chirpy, still alive but covered with dust. So she decided to take him to the sink and wash him off, which she did. But then she noticed that Chirpy was really shivering because of the cold water. So she got the hairdryer and blew the hairdryer over him to dry him off. Several weeks later, a friend was asking her how Chirpy was, and she said, well, he's okay, but he doesn't sing nearly as much as he used to. I suppose after you've been sucked up, washed down, and, and uh, blown dry, you probably wouldn't sing too much either. And yet sometimes that's exactly what we feel like. We feel like we've been sucked up, washed down, and blown over. We get the news that the doctor's office calls and the doctor wants to see us right away. Or he comes and sends us in for tests, then he comes into our room and says, this is not the greatest news in the world. Or we hear the doorbell ring and we go to the door and there's a police officer standing there. Or we get the word that our employer is laying off a bunch of people and we find out that we're in the category of being laid off. Or we do that in-home COVID test, thinking that we really don't have any symptoms, but we do the test anyway and sure enough it comes back positive. And we feel, too, that we have been sucked up and washed down and blown over. And then Jesus has the audacity, the audacity in the gospel lesson for today to say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Jesus, how can you say that? You don't live where we live in 2022, where We've got all kinds of problems, and now the latest is monkey flu, whatever that is. And the economy is threatened with recession, and, and it goes on and on. Don't be afraid, Jesus. Do you know what life is really like? And Jesus says, do not worry about your life. If you have ever lost your song like Chirpy, if you ever lost your peace, 
then you can relate to the question. How do I find strength in the midst of anxiety and fear? Where do I find strength in this battle over anxiety and fear that besets my life? Would you consider that a relevant question? Where do I find the freedom to exist in our world today in the midst of so much anxiety and fear? What do I do? Do I move to the mountains and just hibernate up there for a while? Do I go for long walks on the beach? Do I, do I get a new wife or a new spouse, a new husband? Do I, do I look for a new job? These all might work for a short while, but they really don't solve the problem. After all, who wouldn't like to go and live on the top of a mountain for a while, or who doesn't like to go for walks on the beaches occasionally? And maybe finding a new job is going to solve our problems for a short while, but just for a short while. Sometimes it may be good. But the Bible says that to really find that peace is to begin by finding that peace with God. The Bible says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These are the most underlined words, verses, in the entire Bible, and the most underlined words in all the books that exist in the United States. Amazon, who keeps track of things like that, says that that's the case. I have not checked it out personally. But apparently you and a lot of other people have those verses underlined in your Bible, perhaps because, because they mean something to you and you struggle with the whole idea of dealing with this anxiety, with this fear of worry. And notice what it says, and the peace that passes all understanding. I grew up in Forest Park, Illinois, suburban Chicago. And I attended, I was baptized at St. John Lutheran Church in Forest Park and attended there my entire life until I finally graduated from the seminary and they said I couldn't go back. But the first time I preached there, and this was a big, big church. It had one of those pulpits that sat up high on the wall you know, the floor of the pulpit was six feet off the floor of the, of the nave. And so when you were up there, you're 12 feet over the people, you know. You kind of looked down on them and said, hmm. But you had to walk up these stairs up the back, open up a door, and close the door behind you and get there. And, and I was anxious when I did there and preached there the first time. And at the end of the sermon, I said, And the peace of God which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds united with Christ Jesus. And when I came down those stairs, 
the pastor who had confirmed me and had been of great, tremendous influence in me, said, even the angels don't get it. What? And he says, well, the peace that passes all human understanding, even the angels don't understand that peace. It's the peace that passes all understanding. See, we don't get it real well, do we? We live in a world in which we experience a lot, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiousness. So could you use a little bit more of that freedom from fear and anxiety? It's not God's will that you live in that kind of situation. It's not God's desire. It's not God's plan. It's not God's definition of normal. God wants us to give us that freedom from fear and anxiety, that peace that passes all understanding. Eight months ago, we were preparing for Christmas. And someplace along the line, we probably looked at this passage from Isaiah 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What a title to have of peace. Not mighty warrior, not big strong guy, not really smart person, but prince of peace. The angels at Bethlehem, we remember hearing that they sang about the peace on earth because Jesus came. Jesus himself says these words, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. God wants to give you his peace. It's his peace that he wants to give to you. The kind of peace that he showed in the upper room. When he came to those disciples who were gathered there in the midst of of anxiety and fear. And the Bible tells us, as I will again say in a few moments, on the night he was betrayed. Now, that's not exactly a peaceful kind of situation. On the night when he was betrayed, what does Jesus do? He gives to his disciples the assurance that they are his friends that their sins are forgiven and that he loves them and cares about them. It's that Jesus who from the cross declares to those people who put him there, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And to Mary who was looking at her son hanging there on the cross, and to John, his beloved disciple, he says, Behold your mother, behold your son. Jesus takes care of them. And as Rachel shared with us, he takes care of the birds and the flowers. The Bible says not even Solomon, the richest man that maybe has ever been, the guy who had it all, wisdom and strength and power, he was 
and says not even Solomon in all his glory was arrayed like these simple flowers that we have growing in our lawns known as dandelions. God, who has that kind of peace, wants to give it to us. So how do we get it? You can be at peace with God, and that's where it begins. Peace with yourself and peace with others only happens when you are at peace with God. Many people don't understand that. And they think that God is perpetually angry with them. That God is ticked off at them. That God walks around with a cruel growl on his face because he is angry with all of you. And many people think that that's their image of God who sits up in heaven as a judge and is ready to cast down lightning bolts and turn anyone into instant charcoal. But that's not the God that the Bible talks about. That's not Jesus. Jesus who came and died on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven so that we could understand God's love and forgiveness for people like us. I don't know about you, and, but when you get up in the morning and you look at the mirror and that, that first look, right? You know, the hair is sticking out in all kinds of crazy angles. You ladies, there's no makeup on. Your breath could take the paint right off the walls. God loves us even then, even when we're kind of unlovable. That's the God we have. That's what Jesus came to tell us about, what Jesus came to show us, that we have a God who loves us for God who forgives us. The Bible tells us, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith unto his grace, in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. God has made a way for you to be made right with God, for you to have peace, for you not to have to be anxious or fearful about your relationship with God because he has taken care of that and takes care of it forever and ever and ever. That's the God we have. How do you get rid of their anxiety and fear? Here's what Jesus said. Do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan runs or the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom. And these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you his kingdom. God gives it to us as a gift. And if we understand that we have this peace with God and we don't have to be feared, afraid, or anxious about our relationship with God, then we can also have the peace for us with ourselves. 
Think about how you are and how God loves you. And let God love you just the way you are. Let God do it. That's his gift to us. Let God love you and then allow that love to be a part of your life to remove your fear and anxiety about what's going to happen. If God's going to take care of the hawks and the hummingbirds, he can take care of you because you are valuable to him. That's his gift. Jesus tells us that we are to have a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. Remember that. Remember that when you're worried about what's going on or when you've been sucked down, washed up, and blown over. Remember that. Jesus said it this way. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and body more than clothes. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap, nor have, they have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? And the Apostle Paul, in the most underlying passage in the Bible, says it this way, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love that you have given to us and the assurance that because Jesus came and died and rose again, all of our sins are forgiven and we have life with you forever and ever and ever and ever. Dear Lord, when we feel like maybe we are being sucked down, washed up, and blown over. Help us to remember that you are there with us and that we are very valuable to you. And you will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus and give us that peace which surpasses all understanding. Amen.